0: Welcome to the Ag Emerge Podcast, brought to you by Ag Solutions Network. Your farming challenges are unique, so your practices should be too. We're here to share emerging ideas, build connections, and provoke conversation.
1: Get ready to improve your soil, your crops, your livestock, and your family's livelihood. I'm your producer, Kim Schaes.
0: And I'm your host, Monty Bottons. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for joining us. Today we welcome Sarah Martello, CEO and co-founder of Transparency Wise, a company created to help people connect with their food. Using a mobile device, shoppers can scan a Transparency Wise QR code to access enhanced and verifiable product information. Monty and Sarah discuss the opportunities this technology provides in the food chain from start to finish. Coming from a long line of generational farmers and growing up on a small farm in the Midwest has inspired Sarah to help smaller producers get credit for a premium product by implementing technology that provides transparency into all their great production practices. We've got a lot to cover, so let's jump right in.
0: Welcome everyone to this episode of the Ag Emerge podcast. It's a joy to be joined by Sarah. Uh, Sarah is with uh, Transparency Wise. She is the co-founder. And the CEO of this amazing company uh, that has a lot of applications for for farmers. So, Sarah, welcome, um, and, and tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: So i i um, we started Transparency Wise, which was um, Wise Up Food back in 2020, and it it actually was a COVID project and. Uh, our, our objective was different than we just, we wanted to show people more about the, the food that they were eating and primarily fresh food. So we, we focused on, you know, where it came from, coupons, you know, uh, recipes, cooking videos, and, you know, kind of a story about the farmer, that kind of thing, um, but nothing verifiable, um, nothing along those lines. And we had some decent traction, um, but, you know, I think, as we started working with producers and seeing what was out there and where where the lack of um, information was, we we kind of transitioned into focusing on higher attribute products with with claims and um, information that needed verified. And that kind of segued into um, who we've become today and our focus on transparency and verification on um fresh food products
0: so rather than just believing the immense marketing uh departments of really big corporations that have red barns and two cows on a hillside uh you're saying that uh, you're gonna uh, tell the consumer what actually happened
2: exactly yeah i mean we've been using kind of the tagline recently you got claims then prove it you know um and and that's really what we're we're after um on on the front end with the consumers the cr- consumer wants more information about the the things they eat and drink and if you know they're buying a higher att- attribute product they they want to know about it and they want to know that it's real because consumers one thing that co- COVID brought out in everybody is a mistrust distrust of inf- information out there and the problem in the food industry, it's really hard to find that information if, if, if you can't find it at all. Um, so just the lack of transparency and the lack of access to information, um, you know, is really, it, it puts, it, it's hard for the consumer. So we wanna make that easy. We wanna connect to real information, real data, and, and pull that over for the consumer um, and build that trust with the brand and the producers behind that brand.
0: So most people, Sarah, were uh, wearing sweatpants and watching Netflix during COVID. Uh, <laughs> I think this is pretty interesting how you decided. Let's this let's uh, develop a blockchain company for food de- attributes. Uh, um, that's uh, that's definitely different than what most people did. So congratulations to that. So talk to us a little bit about. Uh, maybe we just need to start from the basics. What is blockchain? It's a. I've heard it. It sounds cool. We think cryptocurrencies when we hear blockchain. Maybe walk everyone through what it is, how it works, uh, that kind of that the kind of the basics first.
2: So blockchain is uh, a a a ledger, if you will, a distributed ledger that once you enter data into the blockchain, it it can never be altered. So you know it it provides the platform for the the exchange of information between and it could be permission um between um supply chain participants and even consumers um that you know they can verify where the product came from you know the the steps that it took to get to where it's at today and even the verification points behind any underlying certifications that's out there so you know it 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 provides a platform to establish that trust with the consumer and it, a differentiator with, with brands and producers that are going the extra step to be transparent, to do things that are real, instead of putting, slapping a sustainability label or whatever the hot thing at the moment is, climate smart on a product label and have have no definition or meaning behind it.
0: So if all this, oh so there's there's two parts really it's it's getting the information into it and then it's trying and it's analyzing or pulling the information back out of it so how how does how does the attributes or the information go into this open ledger how does that process work you
2: from from a basic standpoint or or what we've learned like a, along the way on trying to get people onboarded onto blockchain? well
0: it sounds like there's some great stories behind this so i'll let you i'll let you take it and give us all the information
2: <laughs> well you know like when when we um started down this route you know we we had no idea the difficulties it would be in implementing it um, on a producer side and so our, our blockchain partners, IBM Food Trust, which they've been absolutely amazing in this whole process. They're one of the, one of the leaders in the food and ag space and blockchain, um, and they've been doing this a long time. Um, and they work with all the major retailers and a lot of brands, at least on the backend traceability. So they've been a tremendous su- support in trying to get this implemented. Um, but, you know, they're not experts in the, the cattle supply chain. So, you know, that we are kind of on our own in, in that respect. Um, and so they didn't know the cattle supply chain. And, um, you know, we had to figure out a lot of solutions along the way, because in order to get the data in into blockchain, you have to, one, collect the data. So you have to figure out a way to get all the supply chain participants to be collecting data in some kind of software platform, if you will, that we could then transcribe into something that we could then distribute to the blockchain. So that was very challenging. Um because that you know being in the ag space as long as you have like nobody uses the same technology platform or has the same way of doing things. And something we found out really quickly is the the players that in the tech space of the ag industry they don't want to play together. So if you want to get data from this person there, it's like, no, that's my data. And a lot of these tech companies like have pushed back and said, no, this is, this is our data. It's not the producer's data. Therefore you cannot get access to it to put it on blockchain which was a little astonishing to me. Um, so we had to figure out ways to either onboard the producers uh, or participants um, in the supply chain with other technology um, to that that will work with what we're trying to do. And, you know, just work through a, a lot of issues, um, you know, from, from, you know, the cow-calf side all the way to the producer and, and just find better technology solutions for them. And so what we ended up having to do was we built customized data modules for um, the supply chain that basically operated as a a data collection source for places where there was no, there was nothing out there to collect the data. Um, And so it was, it it presented a lot of challenges, but what was very encouraging about the whole thing was the, the producers and the processors, everybody that we were working with was really committed to, you know, finding a better way to do things, and they wanted to be transparent, and they they really wanted this, and so that that's what really made it worth the it, end of the day. Because you know, it was it was a lot of work, a lot of work, but to have people that are are really wanting to make a change and make a difference and stand out from everybody else out there, um, that was that was truly amazing.
0: So um, can we dive into that a little bit? Because I'm, I'm just thinking about it. There's there's software programs uh, that do a lot for, you know, breeding and, uh, you know, genetics, knowing parent lines and those kind of things. Then there's software programs for, you know, financial uh, components and also for, for health, you know, events and, and recording when weaning or vaccinations and those kind of things. Um, but I'm thinking if this is a consumer facing um product, I'm not so sure how interested a consumer is in the weaning weight of a calf, right? So
1: I'm Absolutely. sure there was other
0: attributes you had to gather that are normally not being collected. Um, what what did you include and you know and, and what did you exclude and what did you what did you have to go ahead and um, add right and 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 I'm thinking that uh, you know if a farmers already doing one thing in one platform, you know, they hate to have to re enter it twice, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you probably created some APIs to automatically fill data and, and such. It mm-hmm. had to be quite a process. Go go, walk us through some of those things uh, data that you just didn't, don't need, data that you can include that they're already doing, and additional data you had to get from producers.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's so much data, and none of the data is Talking. consolidated or, um, you know, there's all these different platforms to collect it and there's not really good tools out there to consolidate it and make sense and you know the analytics behind it. So, you know, we were collecting all this data and it's like, okay, our, our end goal, at least at this point, is to pull it over to the consumer and give them the information they want. And and so, you know, initially we just stuck with, you know, source, age, breed, um, and you know, primary dates and then feed, um, and and so our pilot program was with the organic um, cattle ranch, and so you know we were hooking up with the different um, organic certifications that covered um, that end product as well. So those were the high high um, data points that we were um, trying to execute, and um, and and then the, the thing that, um, everybody finds interesting, they're like, so you were tracking, so this, this steak, I could scan it and see the exact cow. And it's like, no, like, I think that's too, that's too granular. I don't, I don't think consumers want that. But uh, also I I think that the cost to do that, it, it just is not practical. And, And for what benefit? So what we came up with, and what we thought was important, was to keep the the cattle lots together, where you have all the same data points. If they were born in the same, you know, spring to the same, you know, herd, all, they are fed the same. If all those data points are intact, they're they're a lot. Um, it, but that lot then begins, as you could imagine, starts splintering as like. You know the cattle progress and go into certain phases of um, the the supply chain at different times. Then that lot splinters and whatever, but you still have a group that you know are maintaining that that same original data as a whole. Mm-hmm. So that's that was the the most efficient, cost effective way that we could break it down um, where it made sense, um, but still maintain that integrity you know, obviously if there's fallout from certain programs or vaccinations or whatever, that the, those would have to get pulled out of the lot as well.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting how you do that. And, and the consumer then can still see, yes, what breed it was, you know, it was born in March of 21 or, you know, and was processed at this plant on this, this day, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, he or she can see that and know what farmer it comes from and what, what, feed at eight so now the question is is how do you verify what's going into it is is true right how do you prevent the the fibbing now in the organic program that you know there's certifiers and you know uh we it, yeah it's every only a, every day right but uh yeah it's, it's good how, and, how and, that, do you verify?
2: and that's the next challenge that we're really dealing with is okay so we could get the data but how do we verify it And you know. The the second phase of all this that we're working on right now is trying to figure out what what systems we could implement that have better verification in place. Mm-hmm. You know, how can we like enable, you know
0: or geolocation? With, you know, or partner with a certifying organization, right? Like, you know, savory or grass fed organic or whatever label.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it's hard, um, that, that world, a lot of them, um, the, the certifiers, they, they don't want to work with you. So that, that makes it, um, kind of difficult, but there are some that do, and that are committed to, you know, transparency. So, um, that, that's encouraging at least, but, you know, in and IBM, we're, we're working with them a lot right now on how, how to, you know, really build out something that, that, is verifiable you know and how do we better collect data um and whether that be geolocation tracking and you know implementing more um nfc rfid chips and all that where it, it it's data it's not input you know like because a lot of what we found when we started going down this route was there there was a lot of manual input like from from the cow calf all the way to the producer just manually inputting data. And that was the most surprising thing to me um of this all is that holy crap, like how are we, how are we gonna like implement this and then scale it? So um
0: plus you're plus you're putting in that data with uh dirty gloves on or cold fingers and it's on your best notepad with a pencil that broke and yeah. It's kind of interesting, right?
2: It's, yeah. Without a doubt. Uh,
0: yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's, that's great. And I, I think that, um, you know, that'll just develop over time and, uh, yeah, smart tags on, on cattle, uh, are certainly a, a way to do that. And if you look at the application to, you probably started with one of the hardest things there is, right? Um, you know, a- application of other things as far as in, in grain or commodity crops, there's a lot of automated yield monitoring, mm-hmm. and geospatial gathering, their produce is is very regulated already with, you know, tremendous paper trails. So you probably started with one of the hardest things to track from from field to fork. So everything else is going to be easy, right?
2: Well, you'd hope so, but I, I'm sure. I'm sure each area has its own um, intricacies that we'll we'll figure out. But
0: so now, you, uh, this is how you got the data into the the open book, and I don't understand why it's so hard to. Um, there's a lot of resistance to transparency, isn't there? Uh, Absolutely. Why is everybody so afraid of the truth? And uh, but they are. Uh, that'll change over time. So now on the output side, how does um, how does a consumer utilize this, or a distributor, or a buyer, use the information from what you've developed?
2: So um, the we we have a QR code that's put on the product package that is then tied to the the product, but there's also a, a traceability code that is printed on that product that basically then pulls you over to that, that actual traceability record, um, for the products that's supported by that. So, um, th- that we're, we're dealing with a, a situation with the organic, um, beef ranch, um, uh, wire that they're, they just found out that they're going to be getting into retail, which is awesome. So, we're trying to figure out, you know, how to do it because they're they're doing it in the case. So we we don't have product packages. So we don't have a package per se to put the QR code on. Um, but we're working with IBM and um and also the retailer on how to execute that. And there's multiple ways to do it. Um, you know, they're they're always gonna be printing off, you know, the the price and all that on the butcher paper. So we could you know, utilize that to transfer over that traceability information. So I think it'll be really cool to to actually see that um in retail as well.
0: i'm just I just had a thought you could imagine uh, char lines on a stake where you could <laughs> laser etch in the barcode, oh. code, you know. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh so we had this we, we had this idea and this was a a call we had with a, a restaurant at ibm and they wanted to do the blockchain traceability in the restaurant and we're like how the heck would we do that like how would like you know the consume the the diner has like a steak in front of them how would like how would we do that because it's a different lot every week you know like and um somebody came up with like you know the the grill charthing on top that could have the, the lot I decoded. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, wouldn't that be cool? So I don't know.
0: I have a, one of the sayings I have is um, there's a lot of ideas, but there's, there's not a lot of good ideas. So yeah, (laughs) not every idea is good, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. uh, How, how do you do that? And I, I think, you know, that'll probably, um, Long term, there'll probably be some sort of sensor in the restaurant that follows that I, I, you know, has a visual ID on that plate from the kitchen out there, and a person will automatically, you know, pop up in their augmented reality plate, uh, you know, mm-hmm. picture of Bessie and where she came from. But uh, anyway, I don't but, think uh, consumers want to. You know yeah. how much, how much information is needed, right? You know, that's, um, like you said, by lot um, versus by animal. That's that's granular enough, you know. But uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll need more in the future. Um...
2: Yeah, I mean, what we've really heard like feedback so far from customers is they they want to know where it came from. They want to know more about the production practices, and then any kind of claims or verification or certification on the the product. They want they want to verify that they want to be able to access the data points behind that so that that's really kind of the the direction we're focusing on
1: next The Ag Emerge podcast is brought to you by Ag Solutions Network. The ASN team is hands-on, digging in and invested in regenerative agriculture. Along with the proper plant nutrition and biologicals to boost your soil microbiome, we provide the ideas and implementation guidance to support you on your soil health journey. So stop farming the same way and contact Ag Solutions Network today at asn.farm.
0: So, to date then, what what kind of impact do you feel you've made uh, with with what you've done?
2: You know I, I think we at this point we've really laid a, an amazing foundation um, to you know start collecting um, the critical data points um, also the the solutions to onboarding on blockchain. and I think that foundation, Provides a segue to to building this this better agri-food ecosystem where we could verify, you know, the the underlying protect production um, practices along the way, and I think that that sets the stage for these producers to you know have a higher attribute item that could then go into you know. Like a brand is interested in, or a retailer is interested in, um, and they feel comfortable that you know this product is what it says says it is, and I think that's part of the part of the problem right now with you know regenerative ag or you know people doing better practices is how do you compensate them for that? How how do you make it worthwhile? And and it's really hard, you know, because. They're they're spending more money and they're they're really trying to create something that is sustainable both economically and environmentally, um, and and on the other hand, you have you know Wall Street and retailers and brands out there saying, oh, we want to be you know carbon neutral by whenever, and we're committed to all these things, but you know at the end of the day what's happened in the past is those producers get screwed over you know th- what they might get paid you know for their better product is 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 notational at the end you know doesn't really matter it's not adequately compensating them so we're, we're trying to put together a, a system where you know we could hook up these better producers that are doing these better practices with the brands and retailers that really really are committed to doing that and, and you know, making sure it's economically feasible for those producers to continue those practices.
0: So really in the future, you know, there'll be a, you think this will lead to a bigger difference in price between different attributes, correct? Instead of what's happening today, a lot of those things are just getting lumped into similar categories i would assume right so this is going to allow a hyper differentiation so the, the the lower will be low and the higher will be high is that kind of where you see it going in more levels in between of price well
2: yeah i mean so we we just came back from the annual meat conference in in dallas uh beginning of march and everybody is talking about sustainability and climate smart and the premiums associated with it. And the, the number was thrown out there multiple times that you know consumers will pay up to 24, 24% premium for um, a sustainability or a climate smart claim. And basically what that boiled down to in most of their definitions was like a 10% reduction in emissions. Um, however, you know, how that reduction in emissions was being um, assessed um, was a little bit um, all over the place. <laughs> so, you know, the other thing that, you know, everybody was talking about, well, the consumers want like, you know, traceability and transparency. And I'm like, okay, so you have consumers that want sustainability, want something real, and they want something that they could verify But then nobody could even really say what they're doing to um, justify their climate smart label on their package. So, um, you know, there's just like a lot of a lot of stuff out there that's out of sync. And, you know, I I do believe that consumers are willing to pay a premium for it, but we have to kind of filter through the noise with a, a lot of these companies that, you know, they're just finding the climate smart, sustainable regenerative as a way to like slap a label on something so they can get um, more money in their pocket. Not, it has nothing to do with, you know, really facilitating any, any like change um, at all, in my opinion. Well, that and don't get me wrong. There's some good players out there too.
0: But when all of a sudden you can command a 24% premium, there's a lot of reasons to slap a label on something. I mean, that, that's a, that's big money, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. And, and you know, what we we're trying to do is to make sure if there's that premium on it, that there, that premium flows downward to the producers and encourages those practices. So we're trying to put brands together with producers that are aligned in this mission to, you know, create a better way of doing things.
0: At, um, that's very interesting. And really, uh, if you look at what consumers are willing to spend and for only a 10% reduction, that's, that is pretty amazing, isn't it? I, I, think I mean, time that'll, shocking and will incru- increase, but, uh, yeah, it's shocking for that, that difference. You're exactly right. So, huh. that That is fascinating. So, um, beef is where you've started. Uh, what else is on the, on the menu per se? Um, at this time and that you're looking at?
2: So um, we work, we work with several uh, regenerative ag companies and we're doing something really cool with um, Liz Haney and Russell Hendricks with Soil Region and they, in their certification program. And, you know, they, they are really committed to, you know, helping farmers transition to better practices and, they're committed to transparency. And so we're we're onboarding them on the blockchain and their their certification process on the blockchain that, you know, will then be pulled over for the consumer-facing application. And, you know, I think it will be really, really amazing pulling them into, you know, IBM's ecosystem and basically opening the door to access to these retailers and brands that. Are wanting, um, you know, to buy from and source out these regenerative products. So I, I really think that this really could be a game changer in the sense that, you know, certification companies as a whole are not in the business of being transparent as crazy as that sounds. And I think, you know, if we could get consumers to start thinking, like, holy crap, I, I could scan this and I could actually see what was verified behind these claims this is amazing. They're going to start asking questions to those other certifications out there and those other claims. Like, why can't I get access to this information? What does it mean? Like, you know, what does, you know, animal welfare certified, what does that mean? You know? So, you know, I'm really hoping that, you know, we're, we're kind of starting a a movement, um, into better ways of doing things and transparency, and you know, if you have a better product, then prove it.
0: That's awesome. And so, where are you at now from, you know, a commercial release? Uh, what What's the roadmap look like between today and uh, full scale charge for your company?
2: Um. So. Our first phase is is complete. we're, we're in the second phase of uh, building up, you know the more to implement in additional verification um, elements and then um, you know, building out additional solutions for um, places that we found missing gaps um, in the supply chain and our our goal is to, you know one make make traceability something that is is economically feasible for for producers cuz right now like if if somebody was wanting to go down the blockchain route like they're going to probably get quoted a, a lot of money for very little benefit if you will you know that so we're trying to make it economically feasible and provide the most benefit to producers and and consumers alike, and in in my mind, providing that additional benefit is you know. So we're collecting this data. Let let's consolidate this data and make it actionable for the producer. Let's connect those pieces of you know that that um, lineage of that cow all the way to the grading, so he can make more actionable decisions and breeding decisions based on the data you know, and, and also you could take that further down to the retailer where, you know, this retailer is wanting to source out, you know, a product that has X, Y, and Z attributes. They could see what's in their pipeline available to them and what's coming. So I think it opens up the supply chain and, and it really facilitates a much more collaborative environment um, and just drive efficiencies. And then, you know, from a food recall standpoint, I mean, you're, you're, in a whole de- different realm, you're taking like a recall that could take two, three, four days to like four seconds. You know, what if a consumer had the ability to like see their lot number and then go into the app and enter that in and see if their lot number is affected. You know, no more guessing, no emptying out your fridge unnecessarily. So, you know, we're trying to build those solutions where, um, you know, we we got the data, Let, let's maximize the utility of the data for, for the the participants,
0: yeah, there's just a myriad of applications. I, I love that as far as for consumer, you know, fears of well, food recall. That's a great example where you could just scan what you have and, and know if that it's affected or not. And that that's a fantastic uh, uh, application for this. Um, what other any other applications that that you see um, where this could be used and and really, instead of being a novelty, where it would become something that the consumer would just do inherently every time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that we could really scale it and, you know, bring on um, more producers and all, all throughout fresh food. And, you know, my passion is that those producers that are doing better practices, if you're a commodity practice and you want to do the same thing that you were doing 20 years ago, good for you, you know, and, you, we'll still support your product but as far as like traceability and blockchain it's not for you probably um but if you have a better product that has you know better practices behind it then you know let's help drive that value of it um and you know there's so many cool things that people are doing right now and it's such a we're, we're at such a cool time i mean even the government's taking notice to, you know, what's going on and, you know, whether or not it's it's real that they really want to support this and really want to facilitate, you know, better better production practices and climate smart, whatever, you know, I guess it, to be determined on how much is, is real. But, you know, there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of money that's being thrown out there to it. So, you know, I, I'm really hoping that that, that could drive all this further than we'd otherwise be.
0: So how does a producer farmer get involved uh, and get started with you?
2: Just call us up and we'll figure out how to, um, how the best way to onboard you into our system.
0: Okay. So it's a a case by case basis at this moment versus an, an online automated setup process.
2: Yeah. 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 at least for the on the blockchain side it is. If okay. if you just have a, a retail product and you want to use our platform, yeah you could self-serve um that aspect of it.
0: Okay. Very good. How how involved is that process to get set up, started and and, and going for, for blockchain? Yeah.
2: It it depends on um where you are in the supply chain and what technology you're using so the good thing is like once we onboard you know a certain software platform or technology or whatever we already built that api it it's it's minimized it minimizes the the amount of work we have to do the next time so you know as, as we scale this and work with more um, data providers and whatnot you know i i think it will become much easier um you know right now we're still dealing with you know different software companies that don't have apis built or you know that kind of thing where then we'll have to figure out um alternative solutions on how to deal with the data
0: mm-hmm. so paint uh uh look dust off your crystal ball now right. and then uh 10 years from now, paint the the perfect picture of, of what you'd like to see uh happening in the industry and also with transparency wise. What's it gonna look like?
2: I mean, I really hope that we could have built um, a, a better way of doing things and that that drives value up and down the supply chain and primarily to the producers, you know, like I, I come from, you know, a long line of farmers and my dad, fourth generation farmer, and he was the first one, you know, from in the generations that farming was no longer profitable for him to do it full time. You know, he we still grew up on a farm and he had his hobby farm, but he had to have a full time job, you know, and same with his his four brothers. And, you know, to me, that That is my passion behind what I do is, you know if we don't make a change now to make you know what we're doing to the land um, sustainable for for years to come and and profitable, like farming, nobody's going to be a farmer. It's just going to be a commercial commercial operations. That's the only ones that can afford to do it so i'm I'm really after you know what can we do to add you know profitability, sustainability to to the producers out there, this especially the smaller ones? how How can we make it worth their while and keep them in the business? So you know that's my ultimate goal, but that 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 entails connecting the supply chain and connecting them to resources and technology that, that facilitates that, you know, if consumers are demanding that and brands and retailers want to source out that stuff, then we need to connect the dots along the way and provide them access to that pipeline.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, that's the key. That's where the hard work is, right? I mean, just constantly trying to get that in there and, um, you know, thank you for the trail you're blazing, right? It's, uh, (laughs) hard work to be the, the, first one doing this and getting it to work. And, um, that's, uh, it's really needs to be done. And I'm glad to see that it's happening because like you said, if we can connect these dots, people will vote for a more regenerative, resilient system. And, um, I'm excited about that. would love to see how, you know, uh, we can work together. Uh, you know, on our farm, uh, instead of just being the small direct-to-consumer where we have to rely on our brand and our story to drive the product sale, where people almost have to personally know us uh, to know the value that we're creating, uh, this is a way to uh, multiply that by thousands of times uh, in order for everyone to intimately know our story, our location, uh, with far less effort. Is that, mm-hmm. is that a good way to to say that? I mean
2: Ab- absolutely. And you know, I, I just getting those producers access to the brands and retailers that want want to source out those products, I think is key. And 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 then providing value downstream back to the producers for it.
0: So rather than having to reinvent the distribution channels by going direct to consumer and a farmer doing shipping and delivery and all that stuff. It's uh, okay. I've created the higher value and this is the way we're going to be able to preserve it within the currently very efficient uh, cost structure processing and very efficient uh, supply channels and still be able to get a premium out of the product. Correct. Rather than having to reinvent the whole downstream from the farm.
2: Absolutely, you know, and and I think you know, my hope is, you know, ten years from now, that this will just be the new norm that retailers and brands they will only source out products that are better, you know, and and that will force change to the producers and the commercialized farms that refuse to change. So I, I'm hoping that this. You know, really facilitates a movement um, for the better, and so we could quit slapping meaningless labels on crap. So we, you know, that don't mean anything.
0: But it's natural.
1: Yeah. You know, what does that natural. mean?
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's a good good point. Uh, you know, better information is going to basically eliminate the laggards, and and everyone else will elevate to a a higher higher plane of production. That's that's better for you know everyone and so yeah that's 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 pretty amazing the uh, bottom line what what you're accomplishing there so um okay so surprises along the way personally what uh when you went from a covid project to today i mean this you, did you really know what you were grabbing onto when you started this i mean this has to be did you really know what you were getting into when you did it
2: <laughs> oh no probably not um so my background is so I was a tax attorney. um, That's my background. And I had my own practice for about eight years that I built up into several different locations. And, you know, um, but I I got really burned out with like the really long hours and um, the stress of it all. And, you know, I kind of transitioned to like in-house counsel and then um, consulting for um, agriculture and technology companies. And when COVID happened, it kind of shut everything down and it was kind of like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like, I really don't want to go back into practicing law full time. Um, So, you know, we came up with this idea and, you know, I, I've worked with startups. I've, you know, consulted with technology companies and agriculture, like, you know, I'm like, oh, this won't be too bad. You know, the thing that obviously i didn't take into consideration i had no way of knowing is the complexity that covid brought into things you know it affected the the entire agriculture food and food chain you know like everything was messed up you know and and so we were, we had our first software release in october of 2020 and you know, we were beating down the doors of like brands, you know, saying, hey, look what we have. And and brands are like, no, the last thing I want is to sell more of my product. You know, we don't want to do anything that would make our product, you know, like more appealing to the consumer. And we're like, what is, you know, what do we do now? Like, this is this is crazy, you know? So, you know, we just kept forging along and, you know, Trying to figure out like where where the value is that we could go to with what we are doing and um, you know and that's kind of how we we got into the the traceability and transparency because like I said earlier you know COVID opened opened up a lot of um, you know questions in people's mind about what was going on in everything you know uh, whether that be you know the the supply chain or whatever, you know, people started questioning things and, you know, they, they began demanding transparency and traceability and sustainability and all that at record, at record numbers. So, you know, recognizing that that's, that's the direction the consumers are going in. How do, how do we, how do we give that to consumers? And, you know, that's the other thing, you know, it seems like a simple, a simple solution, you know, okay, well blockchain traceability, well, what does that mean? You know, and how do you implement that? So it was a much more difficult um, road than I anticipated. It, it, and then on top of it, you have the whole issue with, um, you know, the tech bubble, um, it exploded. And all all of a sudden, you know, uh, a software developer just out of college is not even considering job offers that are under $200,000. And it's like, how, how do you, how do you scale a tech business, a startup? And when, you know, you can't get even an inexperienced software developer for under a couple hundred thousand. So there are so many different, um, things going on that and challenges and, you know, and there's, we just kept plugging ahead and I'm glad we did. Um, I'm glad we stuck it out to get to the other side. Um, but it definitely was, was, um, challenging to say the least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just thinking at, uh, being a tax attorney, boy, that's, that's where two worlds, uh, combine and, uh, uh, (laughs) double the challenge. Right. So, you you've you've faced a lot of challenges before and uh, each one's been different but the startup is uh it's just always unique you know you, you never never expect what you're going to run into and um it could be worse you could be in the electronic hardware business uh in covid So <laughs> always look there's 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 other opportunities so
2: yeah, that's for sure.
0: No, pretty fascinating. I, I really, you know, appreciate everything that uh, you and your team have done. And uh, there's a lot of hope for the future. You know, the, the biggest thing is still going to be getting the information in and directing consumers to, to or buyers to use it. So that's the, you know, the mechanisms on the input and the output are, are the, the devils in the details, as they say. So, you know, I uh, I wish you the best in, in making that all happen. There's there's still a, a road ahead, I can tell. So. Um, but in our time here together, anything else that, uh, I, I should have asked or, or brought up today that you'd like to to share with the audience?
2: I, I don't have anything that's popping into my head, but well, I've, I've really enjoyed just chatting about all, all, all these things. And, you know, it, it's nice talking to other people that kind of share the same vision and, and, and goals with everything and and really want a better a a better system out there
0: yeah I I, you know and I really see an application where when we're working with a farmer and and you're looking at the inputs they're using um, and how much reduced rates of inputs we're able to use how much reduced rates of tillage we're able to use the diversity we encourage through cover crops and and different rotations And integrating livestock, all of that's going to come up with a blockchain soil value because of Mm the connection between healthy soil, healthy plants, animals, and humans and ecosystem. Um, All of that's connected and blockchain is going to definitely be a part of that. um,
2: Absolutely. We're working on something just what you described right now. So you're you're right on.
0: And, uh, um, you know, then we can because we've known all of the practices that have gone into a certain product, then we can take and verify the outcome of the product through nutrient uh, density sampling, density. So, where we can, you yep. know, either visual or, or chemistry to be able to create a data set. Then there's correlations between grown in this way. We can expect these outcomes, you know, so that way, um, you know, we can't sample every uh, lettuce head or, every steak or, or every pound of almonds to see what's, uh, going on with them exactly, but we can get a much better picture that if they're growing in this way with this irrigation schedule and this nutrients, and this cover crop, whatever, uh, we can have a reasonable assurance of this outcome. So I think being able to Absolutely. put, um, uh, that, uh, projection portion of it because of the transparency of the production, um, that's where we're gonna really explode the value of of what you're doing, so. And and explode the value of what we're trying to do too, because honestly, Sarah, one of our frustrations is is we can can do a lot of things to create a healthier crop. You know, let's say, let's pick on a commodity first, right? So we can grow corn with, uh, you know, 7,500 units less nitrogen, you know, 80% less phosphorus and potassium. Uh, We don't have to apply insecticides or fungicides, Uh, We have a little bit heavier test weight, more nutrient density, higher food value, you know, for food grade production. And at the end of the day, guess what we get per bushel different? You know, nothing. Because we're all of the, how we're paying for what we're doing with added management and different program products is through cost savings or bushel increases. But there's far greater value in the value parameters that are being created and all of that's just getting blended into you know the commodity space and this even happens on some specialty crops too you know almonds it's a mm-hmm. uh, size per pound right ounce or kernels per pound or kernels per ounce and uh, it's the variety type you know shapes mm-hmm. cracked. that's it there, there's not oh this has a better flavor this has a better um protein or fat content such so yeah, there's, there's just, there's all kinds of, uh, value add that we're encouraging and doing yet. Unfortunately, our farmers aren't getting paid for it. So mm-hmm. hurry up, would you? We need I, this. Know, we need this I know. I know.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, but no, thank you. I, I appreciate your time and, in, in sharing with us and, um, stick around. Uh, like to visit with you a little bit here af- after, um, the episode and, and uh, a few other ideas I had for you and, and we could bounce some ideas off, off of each other, but uh, no, again, congratulations to you and your team and, and all the hard work you've done and uh, you know, major life changes you've gone through to make it possible too. So. Uh, it's
2: I really appreciate awesome. it. I really enjoyed being on.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Sarah. Best of luck in, in uh, future endeavors here with transparency wise and uh, look forward to chatting here again in a little bit. Thanks.
1: Thanks for listening to this conversation today. There are so many great minds exploring ways we can use technology to help support solutions that improve business opportunities for growers. And as always, if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing at Ag Solutions Network, check out our website at asn.farm. And there you can click on links to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. There's a lot of great things happening and always something to learn.